This is Alive with Joseph. We opened up on Living Bravely and we'll be looking at part two of that series. And I'm trusting that the part one will be available today on all our platforms. You can go listen to them at the end of the service. So let's continue from where we left it off last week, Sunday. I want you to understand that in you and I living bravely, there are things that you will continue to do. There are things that you will have to courageously stop doing. And there are things that you will need to be brave to start doing. Continue to do, stop doing courageously, courageously stop doing, and also things that you must be brave to start doing. There are things that you are doing when you were single that will not be healthy for you now that you're married. The same way there are things that will be okay for you doing when you were younger that will not be okay for you now that you are older. For example, when you were younger, you could eat as much sugar as you want. Now that you're getting older, if you want to stay alive, you stay away from it. So there are other things, little little things that was healthy when you were younger, but now you need to stop doing them that you're older. There are things that are okay for you when you were unemployed, but now that you're employed, they are not okay. There are things that you had the luxury to do when you were doing nothing, but now that you run your own business, it will not be okay for you to continue to do them. So if you want to live bravely this year, there are life-transforming actions you will need to take. There are key questions that you will need to begin to honestly answer if you must live bravely this year and beyond and i'm going to give you those three questions and we'll answer them and probably maybe answer number three if we can so number one is have you postured yourself to obey divine instruction number two how will you structure an appropriate plan number one have you postured yourself to obey divine instructions number two how will you structure an appropriate plan for execution based on what the holy spirit will be revealing to you then number three what are you supposed to be doing as you wait for manifestation of what has been promised you have you postured yourself? Let's look at number one. Have you postured yourself to receive guidance from the Holy Spirit? Have you postured yourself to obey divine instructions? How often do you allow the guidance of the Holy Spirit? Let me ask you again this morning. When was the last time you allowed the Holy Spirit to guide you? Either through God's word as it's been preached to you through his written word as contained in the bible or through the promptings of the holy spirit in your heart there are things that you know that god was speaking or god is speaking to you about and yet you've chosen to ignore it for example you know if you're married here the way you spoke to your spouse the last time the holy spirit has been prompting you to apologize and repent before your spouse and yet you have allowed your pride to get in the way listen that voice you are hearing is not the voice of satan that voice you are hearing is the voice of the holy spirit why the devil will never ask you to do something that is born out of love 
let me give you a guiding rule for responding to the holy spirit in obedience this is the guiding rule on how you respond to the holy spirit in obedience anytime you notice anything that you are being asked to do is coming out of love that means it is the spirit of god that is involved love is our template in our dealings with our fellow human beings love is our template as believers in you dealing with any human being love is the template that is to say anything you're about to do to anyone that is born out of love flowing out of love that is the holy spirit now listen how do you know satan is involved you know satan is involved whenever you see anger whenever you see bitterness whenever you see envy jealousy rage mockery as a motivator in what you are about to do it is simply it simply means it is the devil that is behind the action you are about to take so it's so easy this is how you know it is god if it's born out of love it is god if it's born out of anger rage jealousy bitterness envy that is satan that's how simple it is so you cannot be confused about it but pastor how do i know it's god now you need to come and check am i doing it out of anger out of rage out of jealousy out of what what am i doing what is the motivator behind it so you must understand that is how you are able to posture yourself to receive guidance from the holy spirit listen friends your conscience bears you witness and that is how you know if you are postured to obey instructions from the holy spirit or not in you living bravely you must constantly ask yourself where is the place of obedience in my life where is the place of obedience where is the place of obedience to scriptures obedience to the word of god obedience to the voice of the holy spirit and the promptings of god in your heart when was the last time you followed through with the instructions of the holy spirit you must ask yourself that because friends you cannot live bravely if you are always going against the holy spirit you cannot live bravely if you are always going the opposite direction of the guidance of the holy spirit you cannot live bravely you cannot live bravely if you are going against divine instructions when was the last time you showed love when was the last time you gave out of love when was the last time you gave without requiring anyone to motivate you to give when was the last time you went all out for god as our beloved sister Oakley said earlier on when was the last time that you know satan wants you not to go too far in obeying god but you defied him and said i will go very far with god as moses told pharaoh when was the last time when was the last time you forgave someone when was the last time you showed mercy because the daily practice of these things is what postures you to live bravely and also for you to be in god's perfect will can i tell you this friends this is not the time to stay out of god's will 
you see, in the times in which we are in, is not the time to stay out of God's will. Satan is on the loose. He is on rampage. He is, he is just looking for anyone who is roaming around carelessly to waste them. Is a time for you not to be careless in your walk with God. It's a time for you not to receive the, the suggestion of Satan where he said, you can go worship God, but don't go too far. This is a time you must go too far with God. So you must understand, it's a time that you and I must completely abandon ourselves in the hands of God. Do not forget that God created you for himself. He is the potter. You are the creation of the almighty God. Jeremiah 18 verse 2 to 6, it says, Go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. God said to the prophet, I want to speak to you, but I will speak to you with an illustration. He says, so I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel, but the jar he was making did not turn out as he has hoped so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over he started over because he is the potter the clay does not tell the potter how to mold him how many of you have been telling God how to mold you the clay does not tell the potter this is how you must mold me the clay have no say when it comes to the issues of the potter molding him listen I know we live in a generation where nobody is the boss of you but can I beg to differ on this one that when it comes to the almighty God he is the potter and you and I are the clay he said oh Israel can I not do to you Ah, as this potter has done to his clay as the clay is in the potter's hands so are you in my hands give Jesus your highest praise this morning I say let's give Jesus praise this morning so you will need to start practicing how to live out the word of God it's a season where we must live out the word of God to the utmost you need to start practicing how to live out God's word because that is the bedrock of obedience and very often believers are waiting for the audible voice of God and yet they are finding it difficult to obey the written instructions of God many are waiting many people do not obey the written word of God yet they are waiting for an audible voice of God to give them instructions and I've come to understand that one of the major reasons why people run to prophets and also the office of the prophet has been commercialized is because many believers are too lazy to obey the written word of God they are too lazy. So they live their lives a contrary to the written word of God. Listen friends, we must begin to receive the written word of God. When you begin to obey the written word of God, do you know what you do for yourself? You create an atmosphere where you can begin to receive other instructions from God. When you begin to obey the written word of God, you create an atmosphere where you can begin to receive other instructions from them. for example you cannot go to university no matter how intelligent you are without graduating from high school 
It's not possible. Why? Because it's a principle of education system. It's not possible. I've seen children who are extremely intelligent, dangerously intelligent. They can rather move fast, but they must still graduate through the system. Now, many Christians, they want audible voice of God, university. But they do not want to graduate from high school, which is the written word of God. They don't want to obey the written word. But they are looking for, you know, God must come and speak to me. Oh, Joseph, arise. Take one step. Stop. Look left. Look right. Take another one. And God is saying, I do not function like that. You need to begin to obey my written word then you get used to hearing me speak to you then from there when i'm able to speak to you through promptings in your heart you will be able to decipher that it is me or not so you must understand that how are you posturing yourself to obey god how are you posturing yourself listen listen friends you need to begin to develop personal relationship with God because it is very key in the times in which we are in. God wants to relate with you personally. So are you willing to walk with God? Are you willing to obey divine guidance? Are you willing to be brave to obey God fully and completely? Are you willing? Are you willing? He said, look at the porter. The potter is doing to the clay what he wishes and the clay is not resisting. So when you study the Bible, you will see the importance of obedience to God. And many of you listening to me this morning, God has been confronting you about the issue of obedience and yet you have done nothing about it. God has been confronting you. He has been confronting you on issues of obedience but yet you've chosen to do nothing about it. You've chosen to ignore him. You've chosen not to listen to him. You've chosen not to you know, pay attention to those confrontations. The Holy Ghost has been bringing your way. And friends, it takes bravery to obey God fully and completely. And many of you have found yourselves in situations whereby you are either to follow the instructions of the holy spirit or abandon it and the painful part is you have abandoned the instructions of the holy spirit because you feel that obeying god is not necessary so as you keep growing in your relationship with god you will consistently be confronted with issues of obedience I've discovered the more I grow with God in my leadership and grow with God in, in me, you know, following him as a son, I've come to understand that and discover that, you know, God have always brought me to the place where, you know, where I, I find myself in situations where I have to make decisions to obey God or look for ways to get out of obedience. And most times I have 
bravely obeyed God. And when I've done that, I have seen tremendous result that has been born out of my obedience towards God. Even when it wasn't comfortable for me to obey him in terms of my flesh, resisting the instructions of God. But I've come to discover that each time I take that bold step and bravely obey the almighty God, tremendous result comes out of my obedience towards him. Listen, a man called... Let me actually say, quote this. A man called Randy Akon, he's the founder of Eternal Perspective Ministries. He has authored so many books, and one of the books is Courageous. You would probably know Courageous. It also has a movie. Now, he said, I quote him, he said, To procrastinate obedience is to disobey God. To procrastinate obedience is to disobey God. Every time you procrastinate obedience, you are walking in disobedience. Every time God gives you an instruction on what to do and you do not obey, you are actually disobeying God without you saying you're disobeying God. Now, listen to this, friends. God cannot take you beyond your last place of obedience. Very often, we think that when we disobey at this point, we want to come to these points to obey. And God said, no, no, no. Go back to the last place. Because if we do not sort out this place, there is no point we come into this place to, because what you have ignored here actually is needed here. In little things, in little things what are the things that god is saying to you that you will require that you will need to obey completely and fully and you are not doing and you're waiting for audible voice ordinary give you're struggling to obey and you're waiting for god to come and speak to you about how to move generational mountain and god said no 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 Let's begin with ordinary give, ordinary tithes. Let's start from there. Let's not start moving generational mountain when you can't even move the mountain in your pocket. God, send me to the world. Here I am. I want to do great things. So God said, no, no, no. Don't do yet. Because the state of your heart cannot handle the great things. Give Jesus praise this morning. It's quiet in here. So as a believer, the more you grow, you will be confronted with many situations to obey God or to cut corners. So this season, you need the guidance of God. And if you do not allow God to guide you, he will not force himself on you and he will not force you to accept his guidance. So understand, you've been given the choice to accept his guidance or to reject it. What plans have you cultivated to obey God's written instructions and his, and, and, and his directions? Because God wants to guide you. But what are the plans you have set in motion to allow that guidance? The word of God says in Psalm 32 verse 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best path for your life. 
I will advise you and I'll watch over you. So God is saying, listen to what I want to do for you. Number one, I want to guide you in the best pathway for your life. Number two, I want to advise you. Number three, I want to watch over you. Now, are you allowing that God wants to guide you along the best pathway for your life? He wants to advise you. Are you allowing God or will you reject his guidance? Your relationship with God, listen very carefully. Your relationship with God will be in question when you have an attitude of disobedience towards God. And many believers have missed out of what God has for them because of their attitude of disobedience. What is your attitude like towards God's instructions? We live in a time where Christianity has been challenged so much. And the challenge we have experienced now as Christians is beginning to reveal what is in our hearts. Christianity has been challenged. Christianity has been challenged, heavily challenged. Some Christians are falling up by the wayside. And this is the season where God wants your Christianity to be practical. It's a season where you must allow the love of God to guide your heart in your dealings with others. Listen, people are fighting for survival. People are fighting for their lives. People are anxious and tensed. So in your dealings with people, your Christianity must become practical. It must become practical because if you do not deal with people but out of love, then you are not living a practical Christian life. It's a time whereby you must trust God enough to obey him. It is a time whereby you must be brave to obey God. You don't have to understand everything before you comply with God's instructions. The challenge is we try to be democratic with God. And God is not a democracy. He does not belong to any. He will never belong to any. Listen friends. Listen. When you fly, for example, when you fly, do you get the flight navigation or whatever they call it, the flight something where you're going from the pilot and say, let me see where we're going first. Do you do that? Okay, let's leave flying alone. Taxi. When you are entering a taxi from here to Sushil, when you enter the taxi from here, do you tell the taxi driver, hold on, can you show me um, the direction? Which route are you going to follow? Will you follow this side or that side before I end? No. What do you do? You enter the taxi because you have faith. That the taxi driver knows his way to Sishu. Whether he follows left or right or up or down. One thing you know is you will arrive at Sishu zone one. Anyhow, anyhow. Isn't it? Do you question him? Do you ask him why are you? No, no, wait first. Show me your, your, is it navigation? What do they call those things that? Eh? Show me before I follow you. No. Actually, for you to see how confident you are in the taxi driver, you sleep inside the taxi. 
entrance, you just go. When they arrive, they have no they wake you up. Wake up. We have arrived. Short left. You are supposed to come down here. They, you sleep so much that they require divine assistance to wake you up. That's the confidence you have in the taxi driver. And yet God said, follow me. You say, God, I must have a complete picture of where you're taking me before I follow you. He said, follow, just follow, between God and the taxi driver, who is more reliable? <laughs> between God and the pilot, who is more reliable? Listen, friends, every one of us must realize that because we are in a crisis as humanity, it does not justify disobedience. Neither does it justify you running ahead of God. Don't forget, God knows fully well what is happening, and he also knows what is at stake. Ed Cole, the founder of Christian Men's Network, he has written so many powerful books for men. Uh, if you have any man in your life, get some of his book and give to them. It will really bless them a lot. He's one of my mentors. He's late now. One of his books that I like so much, titled Strong Men in Tough Times. If you can find that book, go read it. Very nice and powerful book. But listen to what he said at Cole. He said, obedience is an act of faith. Disobedience is the result of unbelief. So every time you walk in disobedience, what you are displaying is unbelief. So let this settle in your heart that crisis does not justify you walking in disobedience towards God. Pandemic does not justify you not be not being brave in obeying both the written word of God and divine instructions. On this, the final word on number one, a quote by the largest, the pastor of the largest church in the United States of America, Life Church, is an amazing leader. You know that I follow so much. His name is Craig Groeschel. He said, I quote him, I believe Christians often perceive obedience to God as some test designed just to see if we are really committed to him. But what if is designed as God's way of giving us what's best for us? What if obedience to God is designed as God's way in giving you what is best for you? What if? Number two, and I'll close it here this morning. Number two, what are the appropriate actions you have structured for execution? Some of you listening to me this morning, God has said so many things to you since the year began. You have a catalog of what God has said. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. What are the appropriate plans you have structured to execute what has been revealed to you by God? God wants you to have appropriate plan together with obedience to his guidance. With those two merge together, you go ahead and execute. Listen, if you do not bravely take actions... You may stay at the same level of planning and never get to execute what you have put together. Many of you listening to me this morning, you have 
too many things you have structured and written down on paper written down in your heart but understand if you are not going to be brave to go and execute what you have written down on paper in or in your heart this year will end and you will have accomplished nothing this year will come to an end and you will have accomplished nothing never forget god is not against you taking action God is not against you executing what you have planned down. Julian Hall, an amazing entrepreneur, listen to what he said. He said, ideas are yesterday, execution is today, and excellence will see you into tomorrow. Execution is today, not tomorrow. Ex- Can I hear you say today? Can I hear you say loud and clear, execution is today. Whatever you have planned, what, when are you going to execute what you have planned? Are you going to remain at the level of planning forever? I am still planning. Three years I've known you, you are still planning. We are now entering the fourth year, you are still planning. Probably ten years from now, you will keep planning. When will you execute the one you have planned? And God is not against execution. Can you be able to say that you are taking actions that are appropriate for execution? You have planned out everything. Yes, they look good. Praise God for your amazing planning. But you have an action plan for execution. How are you executing the plans you have? Listen, friends, if you do not act, nothing will happen. And you need to be brave to act now. When you look at the life of David, the actions he took were simply an act of bravery. Because humanly speaking, Goliath, the giant of God, was by all, all, with everything, in everything, stronger and better than him but often friends your actions should not be because everything looks good and great your actions should be purely bravery your actions should not be because everything looks good and great I repeat, your action should not be because everything looks good and great. You know, when I married my wife, <laughs> I knew it was my, she was my wife. So that one was settled. And I knew what God has told me. The next thing was action. I like action. <laughs> That's why I like action movies. It's all of this romance movie, you know, and the verse is crying. No, 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 no. I like, you know, when they scatter everywhere. I like those ones. It was action time. After I met her, I wasn't, there was no beating around the bush. You know, let's go. I've prayed. You are my wife. There's no need for prayer. I've prayed. Secondly, 
I began to tell her my 10 years plan. Listen, you want, you're, you're bringing out a car for the woman. She doesn't need your car. I gave her 10 years plan. She's here. You can ask her where we are going. What will happen? And she will testify everything has happened. That was what I told her. She followed me. <laughs> she followed me. And it was action time. I went to marry my wife with no structured salary. And today we're not living together. Ask the mother, I'm not owing her one cent. I paid every lobola necessary. I didn't borrow her. I'm, she's not a stolen wife. I paid lobola properly, properly. Before she moved into my house, I paid lobola properly. When I mean properly. You know, but pastor, you know, you know, I've been saving the money. Keep saving the money. Action. If you do not put action to plans, you will remain at planning level. So many of you have amazing business ideas. You keep waiting, keep waiting. You will waste the more you wait. Take action. Come on, tell your neighbor, take action. Look at them, point to them, tell them, take action. And I'm forever grateful I took action. Amen. So your actions should not be because everything looks great and good. It should be born out of bravery. Your actions, you take actions saying to yourself, if I perish, I perish. I'm not going to sit here while I perish. The four lepers, Second Kings chapter 7, they, they, their action was purely an act of bravery. They bravely stepped out in faith. And God honored their faith with victory. They stepped out in faith. Listen, every time you take action, you attract divine assistance on your journey. Many people thought that when, I, you know, yeah, last year I kept listening to everybody. You know, can this year just come to an end? Can 2020 come to an end? And they thought... That by coming into 2021, that things will just dramatically change. We're in 2021. The pandemic is still hanging around. Listen, friends, and listen to me very well. Things don't change because it's a new calendar year. Things change when you bravely put action to your plan. If you're not going to take action and you're hoping that because it is 2021, things will just change, then you are in for a long wait. Make your plans to see a change. And after making plans, be brave to take necessary action for execution. There are things that stops people from taking action. I'll give you one or two of them. There are things that stop you from taking action. But listen, friends, make those plans. Take action. Step out. The four lepers, they came together. Why sit we here until we perish? They put together their plan. We will go into the city. If we die, we die. Let's just go. And they stepped out. Lepers. They were lepers without chariots, without horses. So there are things 
that stops you from taking action. Number one is people don't bravely take action because they are waiting for agreeable surroundings. Listen, friends, if you're waiting for everything to be right before you step out to take action, you will wait forever. It will never happen. Everything will never be right before you take action. If David had waited for agreeable setup before stepping out to take action against Goliath, he would have waited like Saul and his soldiers and he would have wasted like Saul and his soldiers. Many of you have been waiting for the right setup, the right surrounding, the right environment. You are just waiting. You are just waiting. And listen, friends, the longer you are waiting for an agreeable setup and surrounding, the more the vision will die. The more the dream in your heart will die. In the book of John chapter 5, the Bible gave us a story of a man who had been waiting for an agreeable condition before he could take action. Let's pick up the story from verse 5 to 7. It says, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already... He already had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said to him, do you want to be made whole? This sounds like many believers. Many believers are like this man. They are there. They are not being brave to step out to take action. They are waiting for an agreeable condition. Listen to me, friends. 38 Yes, it's too much for one person to wait. 365 days multiplied by 38. It gives you the thousands of years. This man sat at the same place making excuses. Even if he had taken one small step every day close to the pool. Let's assume the pool is where she is. You take one step. You stay there. Another step. You said, by the end of 365 days, he will have been very close. But he sat there, take no action, and guess what? After a while, he started blaming everybody. I have no man. People have their own issues as well. When you ask people to help you, they do not help you. You don't get angry because they have their own challenges. God is the helper of all men. And for 38 years, I have no man to put me in. I have no man. You know, the tenders are not working. You know, must you do tender? What is it? You know, you know, you know, I've been praying. No, don't tell me that. Step out. Take action. Take action. Take action. Listen, every step you take, as a believer this year, God will marvelously help you in the name of Jesus. Take action. Remember when we wanted to purchase this property as a church? We didn't wait for one millionaire away from somewhere. Listen, if we had waited, we would have wasted. The leaders are here. She, she and Pastor Kodiakwe were the ones who went to negotiate the final negotiation. If we had waited, Amanda Lee is here. She's been with us for years we will have wasted we didn't wait for any waiting for you know god send millionaire send millionaire which which kind of prayer point is that 
We knew God wanted us to have the building. We knew the building has been earmarked by the almighty God for the purpose of worship to turn many to Jesus. We set the final movement. We took action. And I'm eternally grateful we took. I told you, I like action. Let's go. If we perish, we perish. You have nothing to lose. The challenge is you're allowing your pride get on the way. You are too proud to take action. You're too proud. How can they see a hold me? You know my certificate. Who cares? Certificate. Throw it away and take action. Start that business. Start that business. Sell on the roadside. You know, you know, jobs, you know, for people like us, there are certain jobs with which certain jobs. What are you talking about? Take action. Take action. I repeat, take God said this year is our year of marvelous help. He can't help you in idleness, he can only help you when you take action. Give Jesus praise this morning. Have no man. The Bible says, vain is the help of man. Psalm 60 verse 11. New Living Translation puts it, it says, for all human help is useless. Did you hear what God is saying? That human help is useless and you're waiting for human help. God is telling you, human help is useless. And you are waiting for the same help. The same thing God said useless. And you're waiting for it. Look at yourself. Tell yourself, I will take action. Tell yourself, I say, I will take action. Listen, you belong to a church that is action oriented. Everything about this church is action. I, we just, we are, in fact, if a live church is to be a movie on Netflix, what name do you think we will have? Double action. <laughs> Give Jesus praise. We love action. In this church, we love action. We do not wait. You belong to a family that does not wait. You belong to a family that dares the impossible. A family that steps out in action. A family that believes God for the impossible. How dare you sit there with all of the anointing and the atmosphere and you do not take action. I pray for you today. Receive grace to take action in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen like a believer. Receive grace to take action in the name of Jesus. You belong to the lion family. Family, in this house we roar, we don't bark, we don't meow. We roar in this house. We roar, we don't bark, we don't woof, woof. No, 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 no. We don't meow, no. We roar. Give Jesus praise. Even the lights are responding. It has to. Glory to God. It's time to step out in faith. See great men and women arise in this house. I say, I see great men and women arise in this house. If you believe you're a great man or woman, rise on your feet and jump up and shout, I am a great
great man. I am a great woman. Give Jesus praise this morning. Celebrate him. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time.